I'm SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. What is wrong with you? You've got skills, but I have never, ever seen a man waste them like you. Keep the ship out of the surf and spray. Or you will plunge to destruction. Homer, sir. The fact that you know that infuriates me beyond words. What my daughter sees in you is a great mystery to me. You're a very smart individual with very weak character, leadership, and decision-making skills. Do you have anything to say to me? Anything? Negative, sir. Enjoy these naval exercises, Hopper. They're likely to be your last. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we review the movie based on a game that sounds really exciting until you play it. Much like this movie starring Alexander Skarsgård, Liam Neeson, Taylor Kitsch, and Brooklyn Decker, it's 2012's Battleship. But first, he's the guy who loves his lizard so much he takes it everywhere, including the beach. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Hold on a second. Oh god damn it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, SP told me I needed to class up the joint now that we're on a new network. So today I'm eating a uh, pure protein bar. Yum. Twenty gra- yeah, twenty grams of protein, hundred and ninety calories, two grams of sugar. Mm. Good. Far cry from my normal stuff. Yeah. I think I'm going to go back to... Um, <laughs> Fuck that healthy rounds. shit. Yeah, I'm going back to Fudge Rods. I tried it, SP. I'll finish it, but I'm not happy. Not happy at all. All right, you got any news for us this week? No. Oh, no. good. It's going, to be a sh- it's going to be a short show. Um, yeah, I've got some. What do you want to hear? You want superhero, science, super science... Wait, what? Super science? Yeah, I don't know. I just it's a mix of superhero and science sci-fi. You'd never bring sci-fi news to this show. So just okay. Get it over with. Get your superhero news out of the way and then we'll move on. All right, all right. All right fine. Uh there is reportedly a sequel in the works for uh Superman starring Henry Cavill. Well, that's been the rumor for a while now. Yeah, but apparently this is like super duper like going to actually maybe possibly happen type of deal. Yeah, I'll Yeah. believe it whenever I see it start to happen. This Right. This rumor of pre-production shit doesn't really yeah. get me going. Yeah. But hey, you know, it looks like he might be coming back. Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay, there was my superhero news. You ready for the other stuff? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, did you like The Matrix? I liked the first movie, The Matrix, yes. Right, right. Yeah. The Matrix, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you like going to concerts? Depends on the or, concert, but yes. Or shows. Shows. Let's Let's go with shows. I'm not saying like Broadway shows, but let's say... Let's say some sort of like. Are they making theater. the Matrix the musical? Well, almost, almost. They are making the Matrix an immersive hip hop stage show. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of hip hop, if any, hip hop in the actual Matrix movie. It was all pretty much techno. A- yeah, it was techno. I guess you could like, you know, dance to that or something. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they're um they're going to take the uh 
uh, they're going to feature hip hop choreography um, with hundreds of dancers um, into some sort of um, hip hop show um, featuring the Matrix music. Uh, Now, thankfully, and I can't stress this enough, thankfully, this is happening in Manchester in October of next year. <laughs> well, um, it sounds awful. I wish them the best of luck. Right. Uh, but, you know, that came up and I was like, Matrix? What? Hip-hop show? What? Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. So, anyway. All right, how about some science news? Please. All right. You know that, uh, that uh, you know, yesterday's news, Hubble Space Telescope, that everybody's, you know, like, eh, it's James Webb now. It's James Webb all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So there is some investigating happening uh, between NASA and SpaceX to figure out whether or not they can use one of the crew dragons and... Um, Drag the space, uh, the hu- the Hubble Space Telescope a little bit higher into orbit. Give it a give it an extra life. Okay, because um, you know right now it is it is supposed to deorbit uh, somewhere in the twenty thirties. Uh, that's their current projected uh, time. Uh, it's hard to hard to say because they don't know how much uh, gravity and all that is going to affect it, you know, when it starts taking drag. Um, you know, because they kind of shot it up there and what have you. Uh, anyway, so there is, uh, so SpaceX, on their own volition, uh, it's not like any sort of like, uh, hey, here's a, you know, half a billion dollars, figure out what you want to do type of deal it's the spacex is doing it themselves uh, actually spacex and a dude um named jared isaacman um apparently he's a billionaire uh aboard uh he flew on the first uh or flew on the crew dragon last year um he is looking into it and figuring out whether or not they could pull it up uh higher into the uh higher into orbit and maybe give it a good, you know, 20 more years or so. Mm. So, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, if they can do it, no, no findings on it yet. They just, they just announced this. Jared just announced it. Um, at, let's see, when was this one published? Uh, September 29th. So, you know, last week for us, three weeks ago for you. Well, I mean, it, Sounds like they've got a little time to figure it out. Yeah, they they got some time, so that, that'll be cool if they can give it uh, uh, give it some life. Uh, the other issue is being able to service it. You know, um, the the shuttles used to do that, right? Uh, but we don't have a shuttle anymore, so you know, can they can they um, continue to service it? Is it worth it if they can't even service it? You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they would service it. There's, there's no vehicle really to do that. Yeah, I don't know of any in development that would be able to do something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just trying to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe with the however they plan on docking with the Hubble, uh, you know, to help push it or whatever. Maybe with that, they're also looking to you know, get it to orbit or, or, you know, getting it to be able to be serviced, you know, like, you know, a docking, a docking mechanism slash serve, uh, servicing mechanism. I don't don't think it has a latch to it. I think they use the arm to attach. Yeah. Yeah. They would, they would grab it and attach it with the arm, uh, which they don't have. So they've got to come up with some way, you know, how would they, how would they attach to the Hubble to pull it? To where or push it, whichever whichever method they decide, um, to a higher orbit. So maybe whatever they figure out to do there, like a, you a know, pull strap, a toe strap, uh, toe strap. I you know I was just thinking you know f- refrigerator magnet, <laughs> you know just to kind of push on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, just, just a bunch of that. refrigerator magnets on the bottom. You get close look, to it, look. it'll snap to, and you just drag it up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that should be fine. Should be fine. Uh, one last thing. Uh, I found this uh, a few days ago. Um, that's as far as I got. Uh, apparently, Starship Troopers reboot is in development. Ah, damn it. Why? Um, I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's basically all they have. Um, is it going to be a series or a movie? Cause it would yeah, be better as a series. Yeah, I think so too. If, if they um, did it as a series and they actually kind of went with the, with the actual book, cause the, the movie books. is, is not right. really like the books at all. Uh, just, just in concept, not really in tone or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even really in concept, the, the really? whole, Yeah. Yeah, the the troopers had like power armor, and they weren't as vulnerable to the the insects oh, as they were in the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, it was gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I don't know. I th- uh, there really isn't any other information other than Sony is looking to reboot it. Uh, they don't. They haven't. They haven't let leak out. Uh, whether it's going to be a series, you know, and compete with like Disney Plus or Paramount or whatever, um, or if they're going to do a, a whole new. Well, movie Sony doesn't itself. have a streaming platform, right? Which means they would have to shop it out somewhere, right? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Mm. I'll have to keep an know. eye on I mean, this, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, if if they. If they were going to do it as, I don't know. I mean, maybe even like a, a few movies, but they, they you can't cram all of Starship Troopers into one movie. It's just, there's too much subject matter to do it right. Right. Now, the yeah. way they did it back in the 90s was kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of version of Starship Troopers, and it worked. I mean, it was, it was yeah. funny. It was interesting. It worked. But it wasn't really Starship Troopers. I mean, the overarching, I guess, story was was kind of there, but eh, it really wasn't Starship Troopers. Right. Right. So that's all I got. All right. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Um, me? Okay. I'm ready. I guess me too. Let's do this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod Crawl the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert it deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information. It's Alex's birthday, and his naval officer brother Stone takes him to the local dive to get plastered and try and talk some life lessons into his whiskey-soaked brain. When a local Baywatch babe and admiral's daughter comes into the bar looking for a chicken burrito and gets shut down. Alex sees the microwaved mistake in cellophane as his ticket to a booty call. However, he's a minute too late getting to the local convenience store, so he does what any drunken horn dog would do, he breaks in, causing massive damage, runs from the cops when they show up and gets tased while handing the gut grenade to the girl. The next day, Stone announces that Alex is joining the Navy. Fast forward seven years and Stone is still the model of a modern major general while Alex is still a fuck up, just in uniform. He does, however, possess a dick that spews rainbows as he's managed to convince the Admiral's daughter to marry him. His plan is to ask the Admiral for permission before the big rimpack exercise the next day, the exercise he shows up late to and then assaults a visiting foreign officer at. The Admiral basically gives him his walking papers telling him he's done after the exercise is complete. Meanwhile, the Earth has been spamming an alien planet's voicemail for the past seven years and the aliens have had enough. They send a cease and desist in the form of five expeditionary ships, one of which can't drive and crashes into a satellite on the way in. The other four crash into the Pacific close to the exercise. Instead of sending some aircraft to investigate which would be much quicker and easier, they peel off three destroyers to see what the commotion is all about. When the three ships arrive, they see a weird metal island, so they send out a dinghy with Alex on board to investigate. Alex coughs a feel and the island screams bad touch, and it turns out the island is actually the ships that crashed in the ocean. Three transform into attack mode while the fourth puts up a barrier that separates Hawaii and the destroyers from the rest of the fleet. The three attack ships take out two of the destroyers in short order while damaging the third and taking out both the commanding and executive officers, which puts Alex now without a brother to rely on and in charge of a ship. 
After originally wanting to suicide into the threat, he decides to save the floating sailors from the other boats first, and the aliens don't attack because they are dumb. As they analyze the situation, the visiting captain and Alex's sparring partner is one of the people saved from the drink. Since their radar is being jammed, he devises a way to sense the alien ships coming in through tsunami warning buoys, and Hasbro managed to cram their game into the movie. They track the enemy ships through the buoys and blind fire at coordinates like two siblings in the basement and finally manage to take out two of the three ships coming after them. The third, however, is a little smarter and starts zigzagging its way to them. They decide to run based off of the helmsman's observation of the dark lenses in the alien helmet he was playing with while living his fantasy of being Luke's father and the fact that he takes his lizard to the beach. Apparently the aliens are a little light sensitive, so they position themselves next to the island with the rising sun to their back, and when the alien ship comes to say hi, they unload all of the ordnance they have left into its face. The mothership is not impressed, and sends two spinning metal wheels to take out the ship. Why it didn't do this in the first place is anyone's guess, but apparently the Navy doesn't have any more ships at Hawaii except for the museum battleship Missouri. Somehow the crew swims to shore and make their way to Pearl Harbor, Alex somehow finds the number for all the World War II veterans that were honored at the ceremony launching the exercise, and then manages to contact them when all communications on the islands are down. This guy is a fucking wizard. Anyway, a bunch of old dudes, and by that I mean maybe a dozen at most, team up with the Navy crew to man a boat that took hundreds of people to operate with the three dozen they may have at the moment. Not to mention they find live ordnance someplace on the ship that people have been touring for decades, and get it out of port and into the ocean without assistance. Alex is a god amongst sailors. They take a 70-year-old ship with less firepower than the destroyer they lost to face a much bigger threat than the three they have faced already, and through the power of a dropped anchor, manage a bootlegger turn in a 58,000-ton ship to unload 16-inch guns point-blank into the mothership's face which drops the barrier. But when you come for the queen, you better take her out in the first shot, which they didn't, so the mothership launches a few more spinny wheels to eat the mighty MO when they are saved just in the nick of time by some Royal Australian Air Force. The planes bomb the ship, bomb the communications array the aliens wanted to use to send dick pics back home and the museum ship is saved. Stone is posthumously awarded the Navy's highest honor, Alex is awarded the Silver Star and promoted but forgets to put on the new boards, he's denied permission to marry the Admiral's daughter and roll eating a chicken burrito lunch with the future father-in-law, credits. Alright, 2012's Battleship, so... This movie wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it See, wasn't good. I thought, I, you know, I enjoyed it. it I enjoyed was, it the was... first part of the movie before they got out to water, and I enjoyed the last part of the movie when they weren't on the water. All so you the basically parts, didn't like the water stuff? No, all the parts where, you know, it was actual movie, I didn't really like. See, I... I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. Okay. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that um, you know this is a badass movie. Oh my god, so cool! But it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it into uh, that category that you have of turn on and not pay attention. And I tried to do that, but it was just it wasn't exciting enough. To well, do that, I mean, it was just. Was this there. your first time? Yeah. Was this your first time? Okay, so so you can't necessarily turn on and have it in the background when it's your first time. No, right? no, 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 no. So yeah. this is so, this this is like a a guilty pleasure movie, or just turn right. off your brain and watch the action movie. But yeah, see, when the action isn't compelling enough to really catch your you know lizard brain attention, it's just it's not even that good of a movie. Well, I mean, yeah, I, but I'm throwing it in there with, uh, you know, with the heaven in the background as dead noise type of situation, and then you look up from time to time and and look at it. Yeah, but um, I mean, you want some, you want to look up from time to time and see something interesting, and I'm just not okay. seeing that in this movie. All right, i I thought it was I thought it had some interesting moments. Uh, you know. Very um, um, implausible, but interesting moments. Oh, absolutely and, implausible! And, and there were so many fucking mistakes in this movie. It's not even funny. But oh, we should we should go through them. That should eat up, you know, <laughs> an hour and a half, two hours. Um. So and I and here's here's in my head canon because uh, you mentioned it in the pud crawl uh, pud the pud crawl pud crawl yeah 
Pud crawl. Um, so here, here's in my head, head canon. So the Mighty Mo, uh, it's the Mighty Mo, not the Mighty M-O, um, stupid pod crawl lady. Um, yeah, she said M-O. Did she? Um, she did. She said Mighty M-O. I'm like, Mighty M-O. Oh, she's spelling it out like E-R or <laughs> something. Um, anyway, so I'm thinking that all those retired dudes were... Uh, museum workers, and they went to work during. Well, here's during here, okay. <laughs> conflict so, where, so, well, where half so of Honolulu's all, Hawaii, uh, or, or yeah, half of Honolulu's fucking highway got destroyed. Right. So here's here's my thinking. Okay. So maybe not maybe not museum workers, but you know they just got they, they just live got, in the museum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got uh, honored or whatever uh, sure. the day before, um, and so they're hanging before, out. Yeah, a couple days before, whatever it was, you know, they're hanging out doing their thing. Maybe there's some sort of big, um, big thing going on, you know, and they were asked to to hang out, take pictures or or whatever with fans, fans, tourists, whatever. Um, so they were already in the area. Okay, the place gets bombed, uh, and and they go, "Ha, huh, I'm gonna hang out." Why? I don't fucking know. Because we're gonna need them later uh, in the movie. But you know, I I saw it as slightly possible because you do see veterans hanging out at at museums and uh, things like that as workers and and. You know, telling their stories and that kind sure. of thing. So that's kind of what that's kind of what I. But not when to. the city is in lockdown because there's an alien fucking threat that's you know destroying the infrastructure. The city, the, the city wasn't in lockdown. It was just it was just a little messed up. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and you're not gonna, dude. They survived World War II. They weren't gonna. Well, potentially. It could they all seem pretty spry for it World could War have been, II veterans. Well, too. so it could also they could have also been like Desert Storm or something like that. So I because I looked it up because I was like, yeah, the Missouri a museum was, a museum ship yeah, is able was, to like get out of port. It was under commission okay. during the eighties and early nineties. Yeah, right, right, right. So it finally got well, it got decommissioned and then it got reactivated. In right. the uh and in the 80s and 90s. And that's refit. one of the that's one of yeah. the major uh mistakes that they made in the movie was all of the uh gun targeting systems and radar were uh retrofitted back right. in the eighties. They, they so were they not weren't analog. using analog anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I saw. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, Missouri, it's a it's an analog ship. Nope. Uh, life is good. No, no. I mean uh, Wikipedia holder of all knowledge has a picture of the Missouri launching a tomahawk missile. Yeah, it um, had tomahawks. If, if, it had harpoons. Yeah, it had uh, anti-air. Yeah, yeah it, it was fucking was, decked out. Yeah, if that was if that was an analog tomahawk, I don't want to be the dude that has to light it. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, you know, so you got to kind of suspend disbelief there. Um, you know. Call it the battleship Texas or something. I don't know. Um, instead of the Missouri, because the battleship Texas is analog for sure. Well, yeah, but uh, I think they've gutted the battleship Texas. And oh yeah, there's nothing. It's in, it. in Texas, actually, not Hawaii. Uh, yeah, it's actually in Galveston right now. Um, or Houston. I um, I actually spent the night on the Texas one time. Yeah. Yeah, they got a they got a little thing where you can spend the night on it. It's kind of it was kind of crazy. Cool. Um. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, but it's gutted. Um, and fun fact, the Missouri has not been on its own power since 1992. It normally gets tugged around. Yeah, yeah. Now, the so, engines haven't been started since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. But, and, I, you know. But that's not to say that the engines couldn't be started. Right. But they just you're not going been. to fire up those fucking boilers and be under under power in, you know, 15 minutes. It's going it to take. No, no, they had three hours. It's going to take longer than three hours to get those no, fucking steam, steam uh, boilers going. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Three hours to to fire up the engine, to 
uh, well, one, get rid of all of the decorations, and two, you know, get all those armaments that were just sitting down in the yeah. bowels of the ship, right? Yeah. Like, they had yeah. ordnance down in the fucking Wait. ship. We scrounged oh up a few. That's what the veterans were doing. They saw that there was problems, and they're like, "Dude, we need to outfit our spa- our uh, our battleship just in case." Right. I don't. You know. Why don't I, you run? Why don't you run home and go grab that fucking sixteen-inch shell that you've been keeping in your garage? Well, you know, it's just in case. It's for emergencies. And and the the ship actually has a rail system for moving ordnance through from, the ship. Fr- yeah, yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah, moving they didn't have to carry that ship. fucker. Um, well, the only thing I can think of is maybe the rail system got damaged from that first shot, from that one shot, right? Because uh, it looked like they were trying to dig it out, and then they're like, "How are we going to get it over there, five hundred feet or whatever?" But yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, why is a why is a spacefaring? So first off, before we get there, so first off, we're trying to contact another planet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're shooting a visible speed, uh, a visible beam into space. Yeah, a big space laser at a at a satellite. Yep, which somehow amplifies the power of three satellites things on on earth into a bigger beam sure and we're firing at a planet yeah and it makes you wonder why they came all hostile and shit right right no one (laughs) no wonder they decided to attack us um we we attacked them first we fired first (laughs) and not not only that but we were doing it every day like clockwork Every 24 Once hours. a fucking day, we are blasting these people who yeah. are obviously, you know, light sensitive with a huge fucking focused yeah, beam yeah. of light. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, then not only that, we're just, we're blasting them with, with a laser of some sort. They probably got that's, pothole that's marks. That's a focused beam yeah. of light. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they probably got pot marks on their, uh, um, on their planet, you know? Just like. Holes. Yeah, so... Oh, damn. Here one of the things guys. that confused me and they didn't really explain or follow up with was when he looked... When when they found the alien on the ship and he right. took off the, the helmet... Helmet visor thing. And then the yeah. alien came to and then grabbed what's-his-face and he looked right. into the alien's eyes. He saw a bunch of visions, right? Right, right. So some sort of like telepathic alien... Yeah, yeah. So, were these visions of what they were going to do to this planet? Was this was it? Were these visions of what happened to their planet? What What was that fucking scene supposed to say? Um, I think it was visions of what they plan to do to that planet, and or visions of what they do to every planet that shoots a laser beam into their <laughs> eye. Um. So I. I, I think it was, hey, this is what we're planning. We are the, um, we're the vanguard of uh, alien invasion, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a weird scene. I wasn't quite sure what the hell the purpose of that scene was. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then he doesn't ever say, say anything about it, right? Right. He's just like... Uh, uh yeah yeah I have a bad feeling that this is like world ending really how how do you how do you know well I mean it's not really hard to extrapolate that you know three of their ships that came out of the water that just took out two of their destroyers right. pretty easily could oh, have yeah. some world ending ramifications now Rue I think it was a little <laughs> I think it was interesting that they constructed this barrier as like uh as like plot armor for the aliens because i think if the rest of the fleet had been able to engage there would really wouldn't have been a movie right i think i think well 
So it took out all the radar and all that other stuff. I think I think there would have been a I think there would have been a movie it would have just taken longer to wipe them up. Or I don't not think as so. I think, the, I think the aircraft carrier could have made pretty short work out of all of those ships. You think so? Oh yeah. Yeah, just those two F-18s that came to save their ass on that big ship, they they had no problems taking that motherfucker out. And even the even the destroyer, once it finally started, you know, shooting the fucking missiles that the destroyers are carrying, that's the whole point mm-hmm. of the fucking destroyers, they're missile destroyers. They shoot missiles at shit. Once they mm-hmm. finally started shooting missiles at shit, they were actually hitting it and destroying that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Instead of, like, launching... Launching salvo rounds at it. Yeah, know. launching what were those little fucking five inch rounds? Yeah. Something. Yeah, little puny things. Um so why does and I know why, because you know, this is a boat movie. Why does an alien race who clearly can um travel through space, right? Mm-hmm. In such a time that their entire crew doesn't like die from old age. Um, why do they insist on using conventional projectile based weapons as opposed to like beam? Well, obviously they have be some sort of beam technology. They can make a bubble, right? Yeah. Why didn't why don't they have beam weapons or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, so Instead they had to they had to cram those, those little pegs into the movie somehow and that yeah. that's what they were launching, those fucking pegs. Oh shit. You didn't know you didn't catch that? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, those those things that they were launching You're into right. the ships that bl- that burrowed in and blew up. Those yeah. are the pegs those are from the pegs the game. from the game, yeah. What yeah. the hell? I never put that together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I was, was just, pretty I, fucking cheesy. I always just thought it was just like, okay, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> They're these, launching like, little launching grenades. These, <laughs> launching grenades at things. Now, granted, the grenades have some, it looks like they have some sort of like black hole technology because they'd suck it in and then blow it back out. Yeah. But but uh, I was like, why? This is dumb. Yeah. You know, lob them at them. Uh, why don't you do a like a direct fire type of deal? Our ships can't blow that out of the water or out of the sky necessarily. You know, a, a regular conventional salvo, not a lob in the air type of pseudo missile. Yeah. So I don't know. And why didn't they? Why didn't they shoot those? Um, uh, fuck, I don't know what they were. Buzzsaw balls. At the very beginning to take out the ship. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, those were the fucking that those things were just deadly. They they could they have taken gnarly. out the all three of the ships easily. Uh, because they don't swim, they can't swim. I don't. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe, but uh, fuck. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. And apparent and everything is based off of red and green, <laughs> right? So yeah, you're either a threat like, or you're not. Yeah, and if you're if you're a threat because you're coming at me and we're going to show you, we're going to highlight the fact that they have guns and you're coming at me, but then you turn the other direction, the guns have disappeared. Therefore you're no longer a threat. So I can leave you alone. Right. But you were a threat five seconds ago. Yeah. So these aliens but aren't you're real not smart anymore. either. Well, lizard brain, right? I guess. Well, I mean, they're they've got to be smart. They're space based people, things. You would think, but I mean, if they were they smart, they would have taken out the threat that they knew existed. Just because yeah. it's not threatening you currently doesn't mean it's not going to threaten you later on, and you might as well take it out before right. it does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I have to commend though. Um, I I liked. I thought the music was pretty good that they had going on throughout it. I really liked the thunderstruck 
that they did <laughs> when they were like getting the ship ready. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of like old school rock and roll with an old school ship. It kind of, it went together. Sure. Um, you know, ACDC like is always fun. Yeah. 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 I thought that was good. Um, I was very impressed that they were able to get that battleship to do a drift. Okay, so impressive that they were that. able to drift that. Would have yeah. fucking ripped that thing in two. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That keel would have been bent like a fucking horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the amount of mass that was happening, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but they. I was like, oh my god, that was. I mean, it looked cool. It was cool, but shit. No, not happening. <laughs> I did like the ship designs, though. I did like the alien ships. I thought that the, you know, I'm not quite sure what they were. They were like water hoppers or something. They looked like little water dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like. Dogs in the waters. I'm going to get you. Yeah. I mean, I I liked the way they looked. They looked kind of mean and and menacing, but. Yeah. You know. um, It's a good thing they landed in the ocean. (laughs) <laughs> right because apparently they can't fly so. no they can just like crash crash and then float around and yeah I don't I don't know These the alien technology in this thing was just haphazard but the the movie yeah. itself was haphazard the writing well, yes. was haphazard the, the B story ah. with the communications I mean it, it really didn't do anything that that that, no. that whole B story was pointless because they they take out the communications array for just a little bit, but the aliens are immediately able to get it right back up, like fix it up and get so it, going. it did yeah. nothing. All that shit that they did did nothing. It it bought them it bought them the crucial three minutes that they needed. It, it to bought them haul. zero fucking time. No, no, they it bought them a little bit of time to be able to get that uh, that final shell over into the other sh- uh, uh, the other. Um, gun. Well, no, because once a day at a specific time, mm-hmm. the satellite lines up, lines up with the transmission array, mm-hmm. and they send out that signal. Right? Oh, that's true. They were able to fix it in time for yeah. the array to still be there. Yeah, yeah. it bought them zero yeah. fucking time. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't another day like. Uh, uh, they needed for they needed some way to get that last shell off the battleship without it being in the the enemy ship, so that they could right. have some sort of oh we're sacrificing ourselves to save humanity for I guess uh, you know. I am selfless now I am not a selfish asshole right, right. like my brother always thought I was and, and the navy must be really hard up if they're taking felons into OCS now. Right? Well, not only that, not only that, but okay, let's 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, right? This guy joins the Navy. It's 2012. Yep. That's six years, seven years. Yeah, seven years. Quick little, uh, quick little research on the fly. It takes between nine and 11 years of military service to get promoted to a lieutenant in the Navy. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. He does have a rainbow dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a fuck up in the navy, as as it's mm-hmm. been. Yeah, he's a been, he's a fuck up in the navy. Yep. So yeah, but he can still make lieutenant. Yeah, there, I don't see how he fast tracked to lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically third in line for command of a which was battle, also of weird a, because of a destroyer. Typically, the third in line. Is not going to be somebody else on the CIC. It's it's like the chief engineer, right? It's somebody in the engineering or or something like that. Yeah, they spread it out typically, don't they? Yeah, for these particular situations. Well, they, they keep the they keep the chain of command kind of separate in in combat situations, so you don't have that right. where you know the the CO and the XO both get taken out, and then it. Yeah, and they would have known who was. I mean, they they know this the 
command succession. So he wouldn't have been, who's in command now that those two are gone? I don't know. You're the senior officer, right. dude. Unless, unless he wasn't third in command and he was like way down there and didn't realize that everybody else had died. Yeah, but they didn't mention everybody else had died. He was the only officer, uniformed officer. Oh, there had to have been other officers. Uh, they never showed anymore. Let's see. What is the what is the crew makeup of an early Burke? A little research on the fly here. <laughs> you don't have to hum. You can just add music and post. But maybe I want to hum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Da, 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 you, you do da, da. that. You do that. So. Um, you know, I do like that. I didn't really like it. Um, but you know, basically this movie showed us that, uh, those Japanese are prepping for Pearl Harbor too. What? Yeah. So they've got the whole battleship thing using the NOAA data, you know? They're oh the, yeah. That NOAA data that there are nowhere near that many fucking tsunami buoys out in operation. There aren't? No, they're not in a nice grid like that. no. <laughs> There's like 40 in the world. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I don't believe you. They wouldn't lie to us like no, that. No, they wouldn't lie to us. And put it in a giant grid. Because, you know, <laughs> when a tsunami comes, they want to make sure that they can pinpoint which grid it's in. Right. You know, because a tsunami is so tiny, it might slip through the grid. <laughs> Where and the apparently fuck they don't is the crew compliment for these damn ships. And apparently they don't uh you know they don't know how to lead, right? They're like, okay, wait until wait until there's displacement right there at the buoy and then fire. But the ship's gonna be gone anyway by the time it gets there because you know, physics. What was the ship he was on? It was the John what? It was the John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Which is a real shoot. Yeah. The ship. Yeah. yeah, they actually used real Navy ships in this movie, so. Yeah. yeah. The Navy likes to be on camera. John Paul Jones, that's the 53. Da, 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 da. Compliment, 33 commissioned officers, 38 chief petty officers, and 210 enlisted. Mm, okay. So... Yeah, there should have been many more officers other than him on the ship. Now, he may have been a senior officer at a lieutenant on a destroyer. That's probably not unheard of. Right. I don't know. He was a wep Navy weapons officer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And do they let... No, they do. It's subs that they just recently started doing. What? I'll say, do they let women on boats? Yes. They, they do. They, women, it's the subs that they just recently started doing mixed crews. Now, I liked the movie leading up to all of the action scenes. I really enjoyed the, the lighthearted humor in the beginning of the movie and up to okay. and through the the ceremony. This is when out mm -hmm. they when they got on the ocean, it just fucking fizzled out. Well, and it 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 moved really quickly um in terms of like what is the what's rim sack or rim job or what whatever it is. What rim pack? What is that? Rim pack. There you rim go. Pack. It's rim the, pack. It's just a naval exercise where you get a bunch of, uh, where they get a bunch of different countries to basically do mock battles and demonstrations of shit that their ships can do. Okay. So it's an actual thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I know it's a, I know it's a thing. It's just, but they don't do anything right it's just they're just all sitting out there blah 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 well they were they were getting yeah. in position for the exercise so what they were going to do oh, okay. is they were going to do a, a mock battle where one side is the enemy and the other side is is the other side or it, it's two conflicting sides and they both have mm -hmm. 
missions that they're trying to successfully um, successfully complete. It's just they're they're operating against one another. So it's it's a way to without going to war, figure out if you're, you know, battle ready and, and kind of see where your weaknesses are so that you can work on those in the future. And they, these are all from um, countries that are... They're allies, yeah. Strategic allies? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, like, I, say, in this last REM pack, which was 2022... Right. Um, it was Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, uh, Colombia, Denmark, Ecuador, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Israel, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Peru, the Philippines, Singapore, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Tonga, United Kingdom, the United States. Um, All those people have navies? To one extent or the other, yeah. I mean, okay. I guess <laughs> I guess a rowboat can still be considered a navy. Sure. Well, let's <laughs> see. Who who are you questioning that has a that doesn't have a navy? I I don't know. Uh, let's see. Where where's that list? There where's that list? There it is. I see it. Um. Uh, let's see. I mean, Canada has a navy. France. France has a navy. No, they don't. They just they just roll over and play dead. Well, their boats roll over and play dead. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so they um, they sent in their um, Florial class frigate, the Prairial. Okay. So they sent in a frigate. That was the only ship that participated from France. Okay. Germany okay. just sent in some special special forces. Israel so not sent even, in a not special even like forces. A, yeah, they didn't even send yeah. a ship. They just got rides. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sri Lanka sent in a marine attachment. Uh, yeah. See, uh, okay, that was one. Sri Lanka. I was like, I, I've never heard of the Navy of Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka has a Navy. Okay. Yeah, the Sri Lankan yeah. Navy. The Sri- wow. Let's okay. see. What do they got? What do they got? Um, current fleet. They've got advanced offshore patrol vessels, fast missile vessels. Uh, so they've got some SAR-4 class missile boats. So it sounds like... Which are um, based off of Israeli Navy design. It sounds like Coast Guard type. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to have huge ships. Yeah. They okay. don't need huge ships. They don't... They don't have a lot of land to cover. Right. Gotcha. Right. Sri Lankan Navy. Can't believe you didn't know that Sri Lanka had a navy. I mean, who doesn't know oh. that? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't keep up with the latest naval uh, capabilities. Um, no, and and even the end kind of picked up with the. I mean, it, it it picked up where the beginning left off with the the you know. The actual character development. You were actually following characters instead of yeah. uh, special effects at that point. So it turned into, you know, a movie with a story instead of just a movie with a special effects budget. Right, right, right. Which this yeah. movie was almost nixed. They'd spent $30 million on the movie. And an executive said, ah, we'll lose less money if we go ahead and pump some more money into it and finish it. Because they were slated to lose, like, uh, what was it? What resulted in a $30 million loss. Yeah, so they were slated to learn, or they put 150 into it. It would have resulted in a $30 million loss. They decided instead of canceling it, they would pump a little more money into it to get it finished, and they would lose less money by releasing it. They ended up losing about $150 million. So they lost five times as much money instead of just canceling it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, box office, they made $300 million. Yeah, so, off of a $220 million budget. Yeah. You got to... Box office and and the budget, you still have to add like you know basically almost 
50% to 100% on top of the budget for marketing. Yeah, but I bet you they sold the shit out of some um, board games. <laughs> I bet you they didn't. Yeah, probably not. I mean, who goes to the movie Battleship and goes, oh, I got to get the board game Battleship now? Um, I I whipped out Battleship when I was done here and um, done watching it, and I started playing. I don't believe you. I played by myself. I, I won. Played by yourself I, because you don't have any friends to play with. Well, no, because you're too busy um, doing other stuff. You're my only friend, Jason. I know. All you're right. my only friend. Final thoughts? Um, you know, it's not terrible. It's not... It's not the worst movie we've ever it's watched. Not, it's not the worst. It's if not I had Slipstream. to watch, I was going to say, if I had to choose between this or Slipstream, I would watch this hands down yeah um i mean it had a stacked cast yeah i mean we had we have vampires uh we had uh jedi uh you know yeah you would have thought it would have done well yeah better than it did but the problem was is they they made the jedi sit in the back and not do anything yeah not enough jedi if you would have gotten that jedi involved shit that that shit would have been over before it started, hell, we had, all we needed to do was get Rihanna to start singing. Oh, God. Do a do a do a uh, concert for the aliens. They would have they would have been like, hey, yeah, these people aren't so bad. They're not so bad. She's pretty good, right? Let's keep it. Let's keep them on our friends list. Yeah. All right, you got a haiku yeah. for us this week. Yes, I have a haiku. Um, I don't. Th- this one is untitled, um, so I'm just going to call it like Battleship. Um, well, actually, it is titled. Um, I just can't say it right now. Uh, screw it, uh, because it ruins the whole par- point of the haiku. Um, here we go. Lizard aliens. Independence Day at sea. Old ship kicked your ass. <laughs> okay. So this would be titled Independence Day 1.5. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it, it came before two technically in the release schedule. So. Right, right. Yeah. All right, you got any awards? Um, only because I'm supposed to. Good. Who's got yeah. your black lung? So nobody was smoking. Yeah, which was odd. Um, we could have had, you could give it to one of the ships, you know, getting destroyed, blowing up, that kind of deal. I decided to give it to the aliens with their rebreathers because every time they breathed out or whatever, a little bit of mist of some sort came out. So you think so they were hotboxing in their suits? They were doing something in their suits. Uh, uh, apparently, our atmosphere is okay to them, though, because that one dude survived right. when his helmet was taken off. Both dudes but, with their helmets off were Oh, that's survived. true. We, yeah. had the, we had the big guy at the end that survived and almost kicked Stumpy's ass. Um, Stumpy but, yeah. was putting the hurt on him. He was. He was a boxer back in the day. What's your black lung? Uh, my black lungs honorary doc coddle. I didn't see anybody smoking and yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So your head lush. Oh, I'm just, I'm giving it to Hopper and the whole chicken burrito thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopper's getting mine too for, or, or you could give it to the Admiral's daughter for, you know, wanting the chicken burrito in the first place. Yeah. But she wasn't so drinking. You know- you don't know that. She might have been drunk off her skunks. She might have been, but run. we didn't see it. We definitely it saw might. him drinking. He was definitely fucking loaded is, and doing stupid deal? shit loaded. Yeah. What's the big deal about three minutes in a microwave? Why couldn't he open up the kitchen? Maybe he didn't want to fucking clean up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's Whatever. just a dick. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Uh Player. I'm giving it to Hopper, um, and as you said, Which his Hopper? rainbow dick. Uh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Yeah, 
giving it to Alex and his rainbow dick because, uh, you know, he got the Admiral's daughter and apparently wooed her with his uh, chicken burrito and his ability to shrug off um, taser rounds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Alex is getting mine, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Purple Hippo. Uh, so this one is going to the writers slash directors uh, for thinking that they could arm and outfit a decommissioned ship in three hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. My purple hippo is going to go to uh, Alex because uh, he watched his brother die. He saw visions that, you know, they never even explained in the movie. So there's no way he could understand what in the hell was going on. Uh, he got pushed into leadership, which uh, he mm -hmm. obviously didn't want or probably really couldn't even handle. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a head trip. And, right. He uh, also got kicked in the face. He did get kicked in the face, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. was clearly concussed. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure he just spends his life concussed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Purple Hippo goes to him. All right. All right. What are we doing next? Well, let's find out what we're doing next. Let's what crack open the uh, great big list of sci-fi titles here. Great big list of sci-fi titles. Of sci-fi titles. All right. You need to pick a number between one and 155. Well, since this happened in 2012 and we fire every 24 hours our uh, light into, uh, let's just go with 17. There's no reason for 17, I just, I just want 17. Oh yeah, and there's no way that we would get like an alien presence within seven years after firing off a message like that. You don't know that. They could have... Um, okay, the nearest star to us is four light years away. Yeah, they've got... So by the uh, time they get the message, if they launched immediately at the speed of light, they wouldn't be here before eight years. They have warp technology, fucker. Oh, okay. Stop. Stop. All right. Stop it. All right, what's the number? I told you, 17. 17. You weren't listening to I me. I wasn't. You're too busy. I could hear it. You're too busy clicking your mouse. Listen to me choose number 17. Well, huh. This is oh, interesting. Shit. Oh, damn. Well, huh. This is interesting. Not, oh, son of a bitch. Or, oh, god damn it. Or, oh, okay. I get a huh. This is interesting. You do because so either either you have no idea what it is, and so you're intrigued yourself, or or, or you're wondering how the hell that particular one ended up on the list. No, of titles. it's just a, an interesting coincidence. So next episode we will be reviewing Battlefield the movie. Earth. <laughs> no, that's not even on the list. Next episode, we'll be reviewing the movie where a pragmatic paleontologist touring an almost complete theme park on an island in Central America is tasked with protecting a couple kids after a power Jurassic failure calling, causing the park's clone dinosaurs to run loose. Yeah. Yeah. This Jurassic stars park. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, right. and Jeff Goldblum. It is 1993's Jurassic Park. Funny oh, enough, right. if uh, I hadn't had to go to Sweden this past summer, we were going to do the Dino Days of Summer and do all the Jurassic Park movies up to the current Jurassic Park movies. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it but ended up not happening because I had to leave the country. So, you left the country, yeah. Now, yeah. whether that was for uh, legal purposes or just for some other I, reason, I'll think, leave that up to think, uh, the I listener think you to just, figure it out. But. I think you just did it to like as some sort of weird flex. Yeah, I went to Sweden over the summer. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Polish my nails. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that's, that's why I went. All right, well, that's all we've got for this episode. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. 
If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon, and make sure to visit Gunna Geek for more great shows at gunnageek.com. For this episode, I'm Jason. Next week's pod call is going to be like a love letter to Jeff Goldblum. It always is. Well, we'll see you next episode.